Hello and welcome to Net Posse, a podcast about activism and technology. In this episode, Drew talks to Milena Marin. Milena works for Amnesty International on a program called AltClick, which comes from an alternative to clicktivism. Drew and Milena discuss the use of microtasking to document human rights abuses. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, this is Drew Wilson, and I'm at the International Secretariat for Amnesty International in London. Uh, I'm here with Milena. She runs a project called AltClick, and we're going to talk about microtasking. How are you doing, Milena? I'm fine, thank you. Tell me a little bit about your work. All right, so uh, I run this project called AltClick, which stands for Alternative to Clicktivism. So what I'm doing, I'm trying to explore various technologies in, that we can use as Amnesty International to engage people in documenting human rights abuses. So we have all sorts of evidence of human rights abuses all over the world, and we work, our researchers work really hard to mine this evidence and really expose and shed light um, on human rights abuses. So instead of having um, only researchers drive this process, we are really keen to engage the everyday people, people from around the world um, in, in this process. So just to give you an example, we very often work with satellite images, um, especially in places we can't reach um, because they are closed, because they are dangerous and the researchers can't go on the ground. We, we use satellite images to look for things like military presence, to look for building destructions, to look for um, nature degradation that can be a sign of um, exploitation of natural resources and things like this. Um, and we use analysts at the moment to analyze the satellite images and to look for specific signs of things I was mentioning before. And instead of doing that, what we plan to do is um, open up the satellite images to people around the world and have them help us look for these signs. Uh, and we think that we can be faster, we think that we can be more efficient, and we think that people can have this exposure to what human rights abuses really mean and how they can relate to it. So tell me a little bit more about that. So an analyst will look at satellite images. What will they be looking for? So if we look at, uh, for example, we work quite a lot on um, illegal demolitions and forced evictions. You know, like um, there are people who live in slums all over the world and governments actively try to get people out of slums. And they do so through illegal means very often. Um, and they would just demolish houses and they would just like force people to leave their homes and so on. And this is very, you can observe that from a satellite image quite, quite easily. No? You can look at an image before the demolition and an image after the demolition, and you can actually see the impact and the scale in numbers. You can see how many buildings were destroyed and, um, you know, as much as you can see how many trees in a forest uh, died as, uh, as a result of deforestation, you can see as well how many buildings in a certain slum were, were destroyed by the petitions. Um, so yeah, we look for things like this in war situations, we look for heavy military equipment, um, we look for craters or scars in the earth that are left by, by bombing, we look for pathways that, for example, tanks used to, to get into a certain city. Um, in, um, we work as well on, on exploitation of natural resources and we look, as I said, for um, dead nature, you can quite easily see um, alive versus dead trees in a satellite image using different light spectrums. Um, so we look for that as a sign of, for example, pollution. So we can, we can see that, for example, there was like oil exploitation and pollution because there's a lot of dead nature around an area. So these are the type of things we look in, in satellite images, yeah. And so right now at Amnesty, there, there are staff people who do this internally? Yeah. 
We have analysts and researchers that do this kind of stuff, yeah. And so your idea with AltClick is to open that up and have different exactly. people working on it too? Exactly. So we would use a technology called microtasking that allows us to take a fairly large satellite image, break it down in small parcels, and have people analyze each parcel one at a time. And then we would have a puzzle of many kind of um, contributions from all over the world that we would have to piece together and reconstruct that satellite image. So take again like the small pieces, put them together and see how it looks like. That's cool. How's that done? So, um, again, the technology exists, it's called microtasking. You might be familiar with it from um, a commercial service called Mechanical Turk of Amazon. Um, so this uses uh, contribution from humans around the world to um, do tasks that are typically that typically need that human cognition. So they need a person to look at it. You can't just program an algorithm to look at it. Um, so. It exists, it's just about being able to apply that technology to the sphere of human rights. So we have different types of data that we would be looking at. Uh, satellite images are one example, but we look at documents, we look at videos, we look at images, we look at social media reports. And we have different type of actions that people can do through microtasking. So in a satellite image, people could count buildings, could count tents in a refugee camp, uh, could count um, yeah, number of um, tanks in a given neighborhood and so on. They could also outline or trace. So for example, if we're looking at shape of buildings, we want to see how prisons look like from above. Uh, some of them are bigger, some are smaller, some have different infrastructures. If, if we look at that, we can ask people to trace or outline shapes of things. We could ask people to identify specific features like insignia. So if you, for example, want to understand which military division uh, was monitoring a protest, we look for specific insignia on, on, mili- on, on, on police and to see what kind of division was there. Um, so yeah, all, all sorts of things like this are possible through microtasking. And it's again, it's taking a fairly large and complex research task, being able to break it down in small pieces that people, individuals can help with without much training, without much, so we don't require people to be experts in satellite images, we don't require to be people to be experts in human rights, they just have to have an internet connection um, and be able to have some time to, to, to dedicate to us and be a, a little bit interested in human rights work. Tell me more about these people, are they Amnesty supporters? How do you connect with them? Hopefully there are Amnesty supporters, yeah, but hopefully we can reach as well new audiences. So Amnesty International is is funded by people from around the world. 95% of our funding comes from people. And they are generally interested in what we do. Um, And and they get involved with our work beyond just just giving us money. They write letters uh, for people that are you know, facing uh, terrible situations like death penalty or, or really terrible uh, <laughs> abuses of their rights. They sign petitions uh, in support of our campaigns, but we want to give them like different ways and more meaningful ways to engage with our work. So that's why uh, hopefully we can tap into existing supporters of Amnesty and, and we know more or less who they are, but also we think we can tap into new audiences, people that maybe, maybe young people that... Um, come out of university that are looking for interesting, meaningful ways to, to spend their time and um, 
yeah, ho- hopefully we'll, we'll tap a bit into both new and, and old audiences. What do you see as like the outcomes of microtasking, of someone running a microtask project for Amnesty? What would be good outcomes? For Amnesty International or for people who engage with us? Actually for either. Are, there, are they different? Well, I think so, yeah. So for us, it's really that we have two, two big goals. One of the goals is to, to be able to analyze that data that documents human rights abuses. So be able to be faster, quicker, more efficient to analyze those satellite images that I was talking about, to process huge amounts of footage coming out of war situations. So having that contribution from external people is really valuable for us. So that is an important output. But also, again, the engagement and being able to offer people different avenues to to be part of our work. Well, I think for people who engage with us, um, it's it's interesting to be exposed to the work we do in a different way. So maybe they've heard of Amnesty, they signed a petition, they read the report, and they know that um, terrible things are happening around the world. But being able to engage directly with them and having that experience in analyzing First hand, uh, evidence of human rights abuses, I think, is very powerful and very empathetic. People get very empathetic with the issue. Um, so I think that's that's very interesting. And and as well, like as we get more advanced into being able to involve people, I think people will be able to gain interesting skills. So one one challenge we have is is verifying video content. Um, we have lots of videos from yeah again conflict situations. If you just think of the amounts of videos that are coming out of Syria it's almost impossible for us to be able to verify those and and be able to actually use them in our research. Um, But if we had more capacity and if we had more people that are trained and skilled at verifying videos from establishing where, so geolocating a video using open source techniques and using Google Earth or using different kind of tools, um, to being able to time a video, to being able to verify the source and so on. There are really good, interesting techniques that people could learn by working with us. So hopefully we'll be able to offer that soon enough as well. That's really neat. What do you see as like barriers to this? What do you see as like the stumbling blocks for a project like this? Well, I think the, one of the biggest barrier is around verification. So if we ask people to help us document human rights abuses, Uh, or help us understand what is in a satellite image. Um, Our researchers are quite skeptical about contribution of people from around the world. So we typically work with researchers that have maybe two PhDs and are very experienced in research and have solid contacts on the ground and, you know, like spend a lot of time on these issues. And they are quite, they would be probably quite skeptical about, uh, you know, data that is coming from 2,000 people from around the world. And very likely we will have malicious people that will uh, use these tools just to skew our results. Um, depending on the context, you know, people have different views and it's, it's really hard to, <laughs> to get them to agree on something. And I'm sure that if we work on Syria, for example, um, there will be people who will use these tools just to demonstrate the point. <laughs> so, yeah, verification of the content will be quite a big barrier uh, for us, I think, probably the biggest one. Do you have any ideas of how to mitigate that at this point? Well, yeah, so I'm sure it's not an insurmountable barrier. So there's, first of all, within the tools that we are using, the microtasking tools, there are verification uh, kind of techniques built into the tools. So if, we, if we're using a satellite image and if we're asking people to tag uh, tanks in the satellite image, 
we can set a threshold so that only if 10 people agree that that is a tank, the, the, the tool will, will give, us, give us as a point of data. Uh, so if there is a disagreement, if five people say it's a tank and five people say it's not a tank, uh, maybe a researcher can look at it. So there are mechanisms kind of in, within the technology to, to establish um, or to, to gain at least consensus about something. Um, and then I think our researchers would have to look at some of the content, would have to verify, would have to use uh, their judgments whether the results make sense or don't make sense. So I think, I think it's, it's doable and I think it will be extraordinary to have, to have that contribution from people and the, this is a small challenge compared to what we gain. We gain um, having lots of people engaged in our work, them having an insight into how we expose human rights abuses. Uh, and into that mechanism and to the evidence we have and how we how we analyze it, I think it's extremely valuable to to be able to offer that. And that's the challenge is such a small. So, what are your hopes and dreams for AltClick and and for microtasking at Amnesty? So, my hope is that um, first of all, yeah, researchers and campaigners at Amnesty International will have. Uh, the means, meaning tools, techniques, to engage lots of people from around the world in their work. So to really expose the ins and outs of their work and be able to welcome other people to contribute. Um, and that can be microtasking, but hopefully will go as well beyond that. We'll, we'll uh, experiment with other tools and with other techniques and with online and offline approaches. Uh, but we started with microtasking because it's the probably the easiest one. It's like the low-hanging fruit, if you want, although it's quite complicated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my hope is that we will be able to engage to engage people. We will be able to expose our work and 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 again welcome welcome others to to see, you know, look under the hood of the car. <laughs> cool. So, any last thoughts or shout-outs for someone who might be interested in plugging into this kind of work or hearing more about what you're working on? Um, yeah, I would love I would love for people to help me as soon as we have um, pilots. So now we're at the stage where we're preparing where we're preparing some pilots, and once that is ready, I would love to have people to provide us with thoughtful feedback about what works, what doesn't work, and what would incentivize them to contribute more. Uh, so I would say keep an eye on amnesty.org, um, follow me on Twitter, uh, ping me. I don't know if you are able to um, to share my my Twitter handle or my email address, but I would love to have to have people uh, sharing their thoughts with me, and um, and I, I would love to be able to share tools whenever we have them for free. Awesome, yeah. And what's your Twitter handle? You can just shout it out. And I'll it's put it in at there. Milena underscore I U L. To stay in the loop, follow us on Twitter, you can subscribe to our mailing list on netpozzy.com, and you can subscribe using iTunes. 